Hey, I'm Jane Nevins, a beautiful creepster, and you're listening to A Paranormal Chicks. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 38. And y'all just heard Jane in doing our intro because she is a beautiful creepster. A beautiful creepster. And it's not even Halloween anymore. Mm-mm, but I'm still spooky as fuck. You something in fuck. <laughs> wanna fuck. <laughs> or if you're my iPhone, wanna duck? <laughs> What did I type just a second ago? So, Bo has this new thing, the dog, where he just, like, stands outside and barks at the neighbor's yard. Because there's one plank of my wooden fence missing (laughs) so he can see into their yard. And so, I may or may not have been in the bathroom. And he's barking. And so, I went to YouTube and found this dog whistle and played it. And yelled from the bathroom, Bo! Well, he came inside. And I told Donna, like, I just, like... Like YouTube this dog whistle, and my uh, phone auto corrected to like your BBW or something. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, and then my dumbass, I was like, oh, it like worked. And she was like, I don't know, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> he came inside. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh. Also, we saw something in the sky, and it was not a bird. It wasn't a plane. And it wasn't Superman. At first, I thought it was a shooting star. Me too. Because we were in separate cars, but like she was was driving behind me because we had just gone to dinner, and we were coming back to record. So we're driving, and I was like, oh, fuck, there's a shooting star. That's a big-ass fucking shooting star. Wait, it's keeping on going. Wait, why has it got a green hue? Wait, it's still going. Where'd it go? (laughs) Yes. It was literally my tra- my train of thought. Well, and then I called her because I was like, I never see the shooting stars. I was going to say, I almost called her, but I was listening to a podcast and I was like, if it was a shooting star, she didn't fucking see it anyway. So I'll just talk to her about it when we get to my house. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because I was like, oh my God, a shooting star. Wait, that's like really bright and really slow for a shooting star. Yeah. And had a green hue, but it was gone. So she called me. And, like, I hit answer, and I was like, yes, I saw that <laughs> that alien. What did I say? Yeah, you said, I saw that alien spaceship. <laughs> yes, I saw that alien spaceship as well. Well, and I called to be like, was that a shooting star? I finally saw one. Well, I have seen one. One out of all her mm-hmm. years, she's seen one. One. I mean, I got bad luck, y'all. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I see it not all the time, but I see them a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, did you? No. Mm-mm. Did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't know what that was. It wasn't a shooting star. No, no sound. Because I was like, was it a firework? But like, didn't hear a sound, didn't see any like. But we are really close to an army base. Oh, yeah. But what was it? Probably chemtrails happening. <laughs> oh, God, y'all. She's just learned what chemtrails <laughs> are. What else? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. They don't care about all that. Let's get going. Well, and like everything in her life, 
she learns about it and she's like, what's the thing about, you know, like they do the, and I'm like, chemtrails? She was like, yes, how do you know? Um, hello. I'm all about conspiracies. I know. I, I'm, I don't know why I was surprised. Like, literally, I hear about something, and I'm like, oh, my God, did you hear about this new thing? And Donna's like, yeah, I got it a year ago. <laughs> Fuck. Look, when you go down as many rabbit holes as I do, YouTube, Reddit, I mean, you know a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know who else knows a lot of shit? The person in this story. Okay, I'll shut up. Fuck. <laughs> Ain't going to tell me five times. <laughs> Just the two. <laughs> okay. This one is My True Crime Story, The Xanax Demon. Uh, hello? Mm-hmm. I had a best friend named Adam. We met when I started working at a retail store in 2000 in Columbus, Ohio. We hit it off, and he made me laugh constantly. That is the key to a best friend right mm-hmm. there. Wait, why are you my best friend then? Oh, just kidding. Because you don't make me laugh. Damn. You fucked it up. I fucked it up real good. <laughs> Oh, duck. (laughs) I thought he was hot, but soon after meeting and hanging out, I realized he was gay and we became fast friends. He was always there for me and was such a joy to be around, but after some time, I noticed a dark side. He became friends with an older man named Gary, and I also became good friends with him, and after a short while, they got a place together. We all partied together a lot, and I observed that Gary really adored Adam in more than a friend sort of way. So trying to make this short, because I could go on forever, they were lovers sometimes. I think Adam would sleep with Gary so he would get what he wanted. Eventually, I found out that Adam had a Xanax problem. He would take them and then drink with them. I have an ex who did the same thing, but didn't really know until the incident. But that is a scary and bloody story for another time. Oh, Oh, gosh. Eventually, I would come upon an aftermath of a Xanax incident. When he combined these two things, his eyes would turn black and become a very mean person. So I went to visit one night, and the cops were there, and he hurt Gary. I don't exactly remember how he hurt him, but he was taken to jail, and Gary was left with a black eye. I guess there were other abusive occurrences, but I had no idea until Gary told me. I couldn't even fathom this. My sweet Adam, who would do anything for anyone, could be capable of doing such horrible things to someone who really took care of and loved him. Unfortunately, one night, I became a target of this rage-filled Xanax monster. He came over to my place drunk one night and became very belligerent, calling me horrible names and acting like he was going to hurt me. I fortunately got him to leave after having to endure this devastating revelation of seeing the person I didn't know anymore. He called me the next day and said he woke up in a small field not far from my apartment and didn't remember how he got there or what happened at my place. Oh my gosh. I found out that he would black out when he would take his Xanax cocktail. He was very embarrassed by his behavior. Gary never pressed charges, even when I saw him with a black eye or various other injuries. He loved Adam to death. Adam moved out and into his mom's. Gary pined for him. On March 20th, 2001, Gary came to my place and shook a bottle of Xanax at me and said, I'm going to get Adam to come over tonight. I told him that isn't a good idea, but he just shrugged at me. I think at that moment, I felt saddened. I was very young, but understood that what Gary was doing wasn't the right way to gain Adam's affection. And after all that Adam did to Gary, why would he want him back around? 
I was going to go over to Gary's that night to hang out, but was starting a brand new job the next day and didn't want to be too tired for it. On March 21st, 2001, I woke up and proceeded to start my day, but I got a phone call. It was unusual for someone to call me in the morning. I don't remember what time of the morning. It was Adam's mom. Gary was dead. My heart dropped. She didn't have a lot of information, so I had to go to my first day of work in emotional turmoil. That week was a blur, but this is what happened to Gary. Gary got Adam to come over, obviously. The next morning, a friend of Gary's came over. Now, I don't remember if he was her ride to work or vice versa. The door was unlocked. She walked in and discovered Gary, dead, with half of his body slumped over a cooler that was next to the wall by the stairs. Mm. Blood was smeared on the wall. His car was gone. They found Adam about 30 miles south in Gary's car. He got into an accident. He was booked into jail, but his story was that Gary tried to rape him, so he took an envelope knife and slit his throat. Holy shit. I didn't believe him. I knew he became the Xanax and alcohol-induced demon. Evidence shown that he tried to clean the blood up with Windex. Two homicide detectives came to talk to me a couple of days later. I told them everything I knew. It was all surreal. I got a subpoena to testify. I didn't want to go. How awful would it be to go into that courtroom to face my best friend, whom I adored and loved so much? Luckily, he decided to plead guilty. I bet his lawyer told him he had no chance for a defense. He got 25 to life. He actually came up for parole this year but was denied. His brother is an ex, and that's another story as well. LOL. I and we never got to say goodbye to Gary. We couldn't get any information from his family about his funeral. They weren't supportive of his lifestyle. He had a child and came out later in life. And perhaps they didn't want to see any of the people who were in his current lifestyle. That's so freaking sad. And it's not a lifestyle. It's who he is. I know. I wonder if I would have went over there that maybe it wouldn't have happened. Adam wrote me letters from prison. I just remembered that. But I'm cloudy if I wrote back or not or threw them threw the letters away. I think I got mad at his excuse. And now that I think about it, I may have talked to him on the phone. I will always cherish the time I had with them. I miss the best friend Adam was. I miss Gary's smile and laugh. Gary was such a kind person who would help you, but also wouldn't be afraid to tell you off either. The case hardly got any press, and the only thing I could find was some blurb in an old gay lifestyle newsletter, and they even got some of the things wrong. Thanks for listening. Love, Misty. Wow. Whew. That was a good one. Yes. I mean, you know, use that term good. It's not good that people got hurt. But Right. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. It's so crazy. We talk about murder and all of these things, but like... I cannot even imagine being questioned or mm-hmm. I know. like, I don't know. Ooh, this one is creepy kid stories, past lives. Oh, yes. I'm here for this. <laughs> hey, Carrie. And hey, little Donna. I'm not a parent, but I've tutored, nannied and babysat all types of kids for over 20 years. Interestingly, the creepiest kid stories I've been witness to were all from one family that I worked for with three very sensitive kids, a boy and a girl who were twins and their little baby sister. The two girls were always casually mentioning that they saw ghosts and black shadows, 
but that they knew not to be afraid of them since they couldn't really hurt them because they were basically just made out of air. Okay, that's weird, but you know, kids say weird things, so I shrugged it off. Then, as I got to know the little boy a little better, he was about three or four years old at the time, and he started to get more comfortable around me. One day, he told me out of nowhere about his life before this one, the one when he was a grown man. Oh my God. He went on to describe in detail that in his life before, he was a really strong man and he loved to ski, only he didn't know the word for ski, so he said something like, I went down the snowy mountain with these long things on my feet. He ended his story by saying that one day he got really hurt going down a big mountain, and that's why he's a little boy in the family he's in now. What the fuck? Wow. That was a silent thought I kept in my mind as to not scare him with my freaked out reaction. On the outside, I just nodded and kept playing with the toys we were playing with like he hadn't just said the creepiest thing possible to me. (laughs) At the time, I thought that that had to be the scariest thing I would ever hear a kid say. Until a few months later when that same little boy creeped the F out of me once more. I was piling all three of the kids into the car and getting them safely strapped into their car seats. It's important to note that the house was a two-story and over the garage was a large window where the little boy and his twin sister's bedroom was. So from the car in the driveway, you could see directly into the twins' open bedroom window. That's when the little boy started shouting excitedly as he pointed up to the window and said, Oh look, the old lady's in our room again! She's not mean to us, so we're not scared of her, but she really does seem sad, and she, like, never, ever leaves our house. Do you see her waving at us? What? Mm Mm-hmm. At this point, I was sure that I was going to have to change my underwear because (laughs) I honestly didn't think I could be creeped out more after he told his past life story. I think my reaction was just a silent nod, and then you can bet I drove as fast as I could to the farthest park I could find and proceeded to stay there for as long as I could with the kids right until their parents got home. I only work for these kids on occasion now, and thankfully they moved into a new, hopefully less haunted home since then. Phew. Love you ladies and your awesome pod. Creep it real, Ryan. Wowza. Oh my God. So good. So creepy. Kids Said the darndest things. Girl, I was about to say it. But did you see the old lady in the window? Mm-mm. Or did you just, like, not look? Because, see, I would have to look. Oh, I would look. But I don't, I, well, they didn't say if they looked or not, but I don't think they saw it. I don't think so either. And what's this kid doing? And how old is he now? And does he still remember his past life? Oh, my god! Or did he hit that, like, four or five-year-old where he doesn't remember it anymore? Yeah. So good. But, Ryan, we need an update. And can you send it to us and say, update on past lives? (laughs) Okay. This one is terrifying toys and television. My two favorite things. Terra, terra, (laughs) TTT. Hi, ladies, and hello, fellow creepsters. I sounded like a game show host when I read that. That's exactly what you needed to. Okay. I love the podcast and find you both entertaining and freaky as fuck, LOL. Oh, that's what I like. That's going on my Tinder profile. They don't call me Freaky Deaky Donna for nothing. Literally no one calls you that. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like those memes. No one. Me. They don't call me Freaky Deaky Donna for nothing. (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) I've got quite a few stories to tell you, but I'll start with a few of the shorter ones first. 
Some of the details of these earlier experiences are a bit fuzzy. I'm getting older, plus I take meds that can cause brain fog. Ain't getting old grand, rolls eyes. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. But I do remember the important parts. When I was a young girl. When I was a young warthog. I knew that was coming. Like, literally, I paused because <laughs> I knew that was coming. I had one of those dolls that stood about two feet tall. She had a knob in the middle of her back that, when wound up, allowed you to make her reddish-brown hair shorter. What? Mine didn't have that, but she did have an outfit. And I would wear her outfit, including the high heels. Oh, okay. You can also pull the hair at the crown of her head to make her hair longer. Yeah, I remember those dolls. Do you remember that? No. You could, like, well, I almost literally like reset her sentence. Oh, my gosh. My mom stayed home with my sister and I, and my dad worked at one of those companies that delivers and picks up carpeted rugs that restaurants and stores use in their foyers and lobbies. Or foyers. Suffice to say, I didn't have a gob of toys to play with, and I especially loved this baby doll. Since she was such a big doll, when I was done playing with her, I'd slide her under my double bed. That sounds scary. That's me saying that sounds scary. One night, as I tried to drift off to sleep... I heard a distinct thump. It freaked me out, but I was too scared to get out of bed to investigate. The next morning, I tried to pull my doll out to play with her, but as I tugged on her feet, she wouldn't budge. Mm-mm. I moved to the side of the bed and got down on my stomach to peer under to see what she was hung up on. When I looked, I saw her right arm was extended up with her plastic fingers touching the bottom of my mattress. Uh-uh. I quickly pushed her arm down, pulled her out from under the bed, and stood her up in the closet. I didn't want to make a fuss, so I never mentioned this to my parents, but played with the doll less and less. On the occasion when I did play with her, she was always stored in the corner of my closet with the door shut when I was done. I don't know whatever happened to her. When my sister was little, she was given a creepy-ass toy clown. There was a string in his back, and when pulled, it would, of course cackle this unnerving laugh thanks to a battery pack stuck inside. She named him Heine and he, <laughs> <laughs> and he stayed in the rocking chair that sat in the corner of her room when she wasn't playing with him. About a year or so later, Poltergeist came out. I'm assuming that she saw a commercial and not the actual movie since she was so young. Whatever she saw, she decided that she didn't want to play with Heine anymore since the young boy in the movie was attacked by his toy clown. My sister took the batteries out of the pack, and he stayed in the rocking chair, flanked by other dolls and stuffed animals that my little sister had. One day, my sister sat playing on the floor of her bedroom. I was in my bedroom across the hall, and the only noise was her soft chatter as she played with her Barbies. Suddenly, Heine's laugh rang out, Mm-mm. despite the fact that the batteries were no longer in. My sister insisted that he be thrown out, and luckily my mom agreed and tossed him in the trash. My sister is grown now and, surprisingly, doesn't have a phobia about clowns, but she also doesn't go seeking those creepy fuckers out. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Please do the laugh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I could see her face. What a sound bite that is. Fuck my life. (laughs) 
got chills. <laughs> I didn't know that's what you were going to do. It was I didn't too, either. It just came out. That was fucking Heine. <laughs> <laughs> Made an ass of myself. <laughs> now I'm going to go clean my ass. God bless. <laughs> Line that was scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking maniacal. <laughs> oh god, the crap! <laughs> I'm never asking you to do shit like that again. Uh-uh. I'm not gonna get that thought. Oh, it was like. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so good, but bad. I'm gonna go pee. All right, a little bit more to go on this story. Maybe without the sound effects. Never again will I ask you to do a fucking laugh. I like legitimately am a little hoarse from I just laughed so hard. I just wish that they could have seen your face. I'm so like, freaked out. Like it's sheer terror on your face. Like. Like you, I, I can't even. Well, you know what I imagined? I, it might be goosebumps, but I'm really thinking it's, are you afraid of the dark? Are you dark? afraid of the dark at the beginning? The beginning yeah. thing with the clown comes out. That's mm-hmm. exactly what, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what that laugh is. And I'm sorry, Heine. I'll never laugh at your name again. Oh, Lord. Oh, shit, that was And she looked at me when she was laughing, y'all, like, right in my eyes. She doesn't look at my eyes like that. She normally looks at my tits. No. (laughs) (laughs) What tits? Touche. Touche. Okay. I don't know what could be scarier than that laugh. (laughs) Poor Heine. Okay. One summer, my younger sister and I traveled to Arkansas to see my grandparents. They lived in an incredibly small town with a single stoplight, and the big hangout was a sonic drive-in. One night in particular, my pawpaw was already in bed since he had to wake up early for work. My sister was little, so she was already tucked into bed, too. My granny and I sat watching TV, and eventually, she was tired and wanted to go to bed. I, however, wasn't ready to turn in. Maybe my insomnia had already started. I told granny that I wanted to stay up and watch TV. She asked what I was going to watch, and after flipping the few channels they had, I settled on TBS. Turns out, TBS was showing Helter Skelter. Mm, mm. My granny said that she didn't think I should watch that movie. I lied and said I had already seen it, so it was no big deal. (laughs) Granny finally gave in and warned me, All right, but don't come wake me up if you get scared. So she went to bed. And soon her snoring joined pawpaws and everything was eerily quiet except for the low volume of the movie. At some point, I decided I had had enough and didn't want to watch anymore. I flipped off the TV and the lights and ran for my bedroom. I jumped in bed and hunkered under the covers. I tried to jostle my sister awake because, shocker, I was freaked the fuck out. Oh, I would be too. She was out like a light, though, and wasn't budging. I laid there trying to will myself to sleep, but it eluded me, and my little mind raced as I laid in the inky blackness. The only sounds that I heard were the ticking of the big clock in the front room, the far-off rumbling of semi-trucks driving somewhere, and my sweet grandparents snoring. Not wanting Granny to get mad at me, I devised a plan. I got out of bed and scampered across the hall to my Granny and Pawpaw's room, where I shook her awake. Granny! 
Granny, Granny, I whispered loudly. She finally woke up and I said, Granny, my tummy hurts. <laughs> After assuring her that I didn't just need to go potty, LOL, she got out of bed and we walked to the kitchen. Once there, she gave me a dose of Pepto, and after thanking her, I ran off to bed. I knew that since she was up now, she'd have a cup of coffee. She drank coffee all the time, night or day, and at least one cigarette. (laughs) Settling into bed again, I took comfort in the small sliver of light that shone in the crack of the door and knowing that Granny was up and would obviously ward off any bad stuff that might happen. I hope these haven't bored you to tears. I'll send the others very soon. Creep it real and don't get scared. Much love. XOXO Carla H. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That's oh my hilarious. God. Well, one, Pepto tastes really good to me. Oh, I hate the way it tastes. God, I could drink it all. I hate it. So good. So that I'd be like, yes, I get the give pills. Me the Pepto. Yes. If I no, if I take Pepto, I get the pills. Like, I don't like the, the liquid. I'll take any of it. I mean, the pill is like, yeah, because it works. But if I have it, I'll drink it. But also, I love, like, that's how little minds work. Like, Uh oh, like, this adult's up. Nothing's going to happen now. And also, Granny definitely knew that your stomach wasn't hurting. Mm -hmm. She knew you were scared, which is why she probably stayed up to have her coffee and cigarette, because she knew. Mm -hmm. And we all know how I feel about the Heine character. I'm not re-listening to this sinister sighting. (laughs) Several years ago, I was living alone with my young son. The house I lived in had all sorts of strange activity. I had seen and heard several ghosts. One was a farmer who visited me often. The land my subdivision was on used to be worked or owned by him. He was my most frequent visitor. He would always announce himself with a sweet smell of pipe tobacco. He visited me more so than he visited the other residents in the subdivision because he said I was funny. This story is not about him, nor is it about any of the other dead I encountered there. Previously, I had joined an online community for like-minded individuals. Somewhere a little over the top, even for me, like the young woman who believed she was actually a mermaid in a human body. One guy, I'll call Felix, took a shine to me. Felix was Polish, and he lived with his parents overseas. He had told me of many quote-unquote superpowers, for lack of a better term, that he possessed. Felix had tried to tell his parents everything he could do and all of his paranormal experiences. Sadly, they had not believed him. Instead of being supportive of Felix, they had him committed to a mental institution. Oh, When I met him in the online community, Felix had just returned from the institution to live with his parents. At the time, I was going through a rough patch. I broke up with my son's father a few months before. Without asking, Felix said he could have some men astral project to my ex to harm him. I declined, but truthfully, I didn't believe him. Felix honored my wishes. One day, I was home alone, sitting in my living room doing much of nothing when I saw something. No, someone out of the corner of my eye. It was a man, approximately 50% opaque, peeking around a wall I couldn't see, right in the middle of my living room. Holy fuck. The first time I looked at him, he darted back behind the invisible wall. 
I knew this man wasn't a ghost or a spirit as I see them differently. The man peeked around the invisible wall again and looked right at me. I was side-eyeing him, trying to make it seem like I didn't see him. I got a good look at his face, and even though I've never met him in real life, I knew I was looking at Felix as we Skyped each other a few times. He played his little peekaboo game for several minutes before he went behind the invisible wall and disappeared for good. After he disappeared, I immediately grabbed my laptop and logged into the online community where I met him. He was online. I typed, Felix, explain to me why I just saw you. Felix responded, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I just wanted a little look. I didn't mean to invade your privacy. I'm so very sorry. I typed, how? How the fuck did I just see you in my living room? He explained no one had ever seen him before. He told me that this was one of his superpowers. He did his little peekaboo game because he didn't know if I saw him or not. I guess my side-eye game is strong. He kept apologizing about breaking my trust and invading my privacy. He never explained how he did this, but he told me he was always able to astral travel at will and promised he would not do it again. I never saw him again, and we stopped talking soon after that. Sakwa. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Well, and the title was Donna asked for astral projection slash biolocation stories. So here goes. Holy shit. Yeah. Crazy. I, I, I want you to do an episode on. I really need to. Can you? Thanks. Yes. I want to know what other superpowers he said he had. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to stop being friends with somebody like that? We could take over the world. Okay, Pinky in the Brain, calm the fuck down. (laughs) (laughs) She did her evil laugh one time, and now she's fucking Dr. Evil over there. (laughs) All right, this one is paranormal creepy things. Oh, yes, what I love the most. Gals, first of all, I'd just like to express my appreciation for your podcast and the countless hours of entertainment you've provided me on my drive home from work. You girls rock, and I'm excited every time I see a new episode come out. Oh, thank you. I've had so many paranormal experiences in my life that I knew I had to write at least a couple of them. This email might be kind of long, and I apologize in advance, but I hope you enjoy these all the same. You know we will. I already love it. Why, because it complimented you? Yes. Okay. The first story, I was around 15 or so. One of my best friends, Renee, lived in a large house that had been passed down through their family since the early 1900s. And at that time, her grandparents were the primary owners of the home. The house had been somewhat of a hot spot for paranormal activity. The original owner of the home had hung himself in the home when his wife left him. Oh, bless him. My friend's great aunt died in the home too. So you'd expect some possibly abnormal things to happen. But this was definitely not something I expected. Renee has told me a few times that she had this strange ongoing nightmare that would freak her out and that would reoccur once every couple of years throughout her childhood. It was an old tiki mask that would float around and chant at her in a tongue that she didn't understand. Oh, no. Mm -mm. We had talked about the dream often enough that we were just curious enough to pull out a Ouija board one (gasps) night in her bedroom and start asking it questions. Oh, no. It didn't really do much of anything at first. 
but we chalked it up to asking it general questions. Is there anything here? It went to yes. We asked a couple of more boring questions and then got right to it. What is the mask that haunts Renee's dreams? It's spelled out D-E-V-E-L. Uh-uh. We both thought that was strange, but both of us got the chills and immediately stepped away from the board. We went upstairs to the first level of the house and got some water. I had thought at the time that maybe the board meant to spell devil and quickly pulled out my phone to start Googling what devil with the E-L was, but didn't really find anything related to it. We closed out the board and put that thing away, never to be touched again by us. Secondly, when I was around 17 years old, when my parents, sister, and I moved into the house that my parents bought, their first home. This house was around 100 years old or so, but the interior of the house was all remodeled and had been a cute little house. Two bedrooms upstairs, one downstairs, and a basement. My sister had one of the rooms upstairs, and I had the other. There was something somewhat ominous about the first couple of nights I spent in my new room. I always felt a little bit uneasy sleeping at night at first, But the feeling eventually faded and everything seemed relatively normal until that summer. My mom's birthday was in August and my dad bought a balloon for her. It was one of those talking, singing balloons that would go off if you hit it hard enough. So it couldn't go off if it was past or just lightly tapped. Well, I was cleaning the house once when the house was empty. I'd let the cat out of the house, so it was just me. I'd emptied the dishwasher and then paused to go use the bathroom. As soon as I got in the bathroom and closed the door, the balloon went off. That's right. I heard the happy birthday song playing when I nervously peed, scared shitless. Holy Hannah. I had convinced myself that it was nothing. Washed my hands and reached for the door handle and heard the thing go off again. Mm -mm. I quickly retracted my hand from the door and sat there, convincing myself that some sick fuck had broken into my house and was toying with me. I braved myself when the song completed, opened the door, ready to attack whomever dare fuck with me, to find that the house was empty, as before. I went over, inspected the balloon, and then stepped away slowly, and ran to grab my car keys. I noticed the front of the balloon now turned to face whatever direction I was walking through the living room, and then bolted out of the house. The balloon kept doing just that until my dad deflated the thing. It had been floating around for months. These are just a couple of the oddities that have happened to me. I also have stories about cryptic dreams, my own dreams, doing seances, the time I embedded my energy in my friend's car accidentally, and having contact with my deceased grandma from beyond. Let me know if you want to hear about any of those. Thank you for your time, Crystal. We want to hear about any and all of them. Yes, send. Okay, that sounds like three more stories you have to send in. Kate, I expect three more emails. And I need to know more about D E V E L. Mm hmm. If anybody else has ever heard of that, and can you leave a Ouija board before you close it out and then come back to it? I thought you couldn't break the circle. That gave me anxiety. Mm hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, this one's called Dad's Ghost Story. Hello, ladies. I recently discovered your podcast and I am in love. You help my workday go by so fast, I cannot thank you enough. Oh, thank you. Right? And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from Moana? You're welcome. Yeah, there. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of that. <laughs> hmm. Okay. 
I was born and raised in a small town in Cuba, moved to the U.S. when I was 12. There's a lot of old tales that surrounded the community, which are mostly to scare children into good behavior. But I never really believed any of them until my dad told me about his quote-unquote incident. This particular incident happened to my dad when he was about 21. We lived in this old Spanish-style house that has three backyards. Yes, you read that right. Three backyards. What? They're referred to as patios. The first patio was for gardening flowers and plants and to hang clothes to dry and for us to sit around for family get-togethers. The second patio was for fruits and vegetables. The third patio was for the big trees or scraps and trash. Our house sits on a hill and the backyard sloped down to a small street. Cross that street and you're standing in front of the only cemetery in town, which is ironically called the New World. What in the Aladdin is going on? (laughs) The cemetery was founded in the mid-1700s. My great-great-great-great-great-grandfather is still in there, or so my grandmother says. It is enclosed in really big white cement walls with a black iron gate that closes at sundown. The hospital is directly across from the cemetery. So the cemetery is between the hospital and my family home and the other houses on that block. My dad was about 21 when he was coming home from a party. He had had some drinks, so he did not want to come through the front door. Avoiding being yelled at by my mother or grandmother. By the way, it's customary to live with your parents over there. When you get married, you move into your husband's family's home because the government owns everything. Up until a few years ago, you really couldn't afford your own place. He was coming up the street to sneak into the house through the gate in the third patio. There has always been this really long black bench in the front of the cemetery. As he was coming up, he saw that there was a man sitting on the bench But this is not uncommon, especially since some people leave the hospital very late and walk up the street to get to the main part of town. He said he was feeling lightheaded from drinking and walking uphill, so he sat on the bench and the man turned to him. He asked my dad if he was okay, and my dad responded that he had just had too much to drink and was catching his balance. My dad sat there for a few minutes, and he was holding his head when he saw the shoes on the ground and looked up at the man who just asked if he needed help getting up. My dad then got up and leaned on the man, thanking him. He said they started walking, and he noticed the man was leading him into the cemetery. He said they started walking, and he noticed that the man was leading him into the cemetery gate. He said, no, no, I live across there, pointing to the patio gate. And the man said, no, come on, Pedro, it's time to go. (gasps) My dad then snaps out of the man's grasp and says, I'm not Pedro. And the man starts to approach him with outreached arms like he's going in for a hug. And my dad went to push the man and his arms went through the man's chest. Oh, holy shit. He said it felt cold and wet, but hot at the same time. He panicked so bad that he ran down the hill and around the block up to the front of the house. It was in the middle of the night and my dad is pounding at the front door to be let in. My mom, very pregnant with me at the time, says she and my grandmother were getting ready to scream at him because he was coming home drunk and waking up the whole block. She said that when they opened the door, my dad was so pale and out of breath, he was falling over. They got him into the house and he was just mumbling in tears. My dad is about 6'5", and he is an intimidating man to look at, and he looked terrified. My grandmother said that she calmed him down and he just kept saying that he had seen a spirit trying to take him. 
My grandmother said they would never have believed him if it wasn't for his hands. He had blisters all over his hands as if he had put them in boiling water. Oh, my God. My mom was freaked out enough that she sent for a voodoo priestess to come and put a protection spell on him. Oh, shit. The bizarre thing about this was that my grandfather's name was Pedro. And a couple of months after this, he was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer and died shortly after. Holy shit. My dad has only told me this story once. He refuses to go into any more details, but he says that when he was a kid, people used to tell stories of lingering souls outside the cemetery, and he never believed them. So that's my dad's story. I don't know if I believe it or not. He was drunk, and I'm sure the details were exaggerated. When I asked my mother, she said it was true, but did not elaborate. And every time I've asked after that, she just tells me to drop it. Have a wonderful day, ladies. This person didn't sign their name. So again, I don't want to, Yeah, you know. Holy crap. Like, I'm speechless because that is scary as fuck. So did that spirit think that he was his father mm-hmm. and knew that it was around his time and was like, okay, come on. Yeah, that's what I that's what I got from it. Oh my god. Mm-mm. Ooh, y'all, these stories work good. Be like, no, I'm not Pedro. Fuck. Mm-mm. And the boiling, like the boils on his hand, like because it was that was like cold and wet, but also hot. Mm-hmm. <gasps> uh-uh. Ouch! 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 Ooh, man, that is so freaking. Oh, these stories were good. The the freakiest thing was Carrie's laugh, though, y'all. <laughs> I'm not lying. It legitimately just came out of me. Like, I, I could not do that laugh again if I wanted to. I just shivered. Thank you, guys. And I'm not even fucking lying, y'all. Because all I can do is replay that intro, and, and um, it's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> if you want your story read on an episode, send it in to us, aparanormalchicks at gmail.com or go to our website, aparanormalchicks.com, and you can send it in there. Yes. And y'all, like how these stories were freaky deaky, as they call me on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no. No one does. <laughs> ever. Never. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> ever. Oh. <laughs> I'm making it happen, okay? Would they spell it like freaky and then do like D, like, because you like to go by D sometimes? Like, that's, you know. Yeah, that's a good, I didn't think about it, but. <sighs> You're welcome. I can make a shirt like that, that now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make a name tag. No. <laughs> anyway, I think what she was trying to say is the stories, if they, they can be funny, they can be creepy as fuck like all of these. True crime, paranormal, anything. You know Donna wants your fucking ambient stories. That's what I was going to say. How these are so scary. We need a palate cleanser afterwards. Mm-hmm. So tell us all your funny shit on Ambien. Mm-hmm. Or any other sleep aid. Or if you had anesthesia or something, you know, like, and you're, you know what I mean? How people yeah. play tricks on people. That kind of shit. We need all of those stories. Mm-hmm. And hopefully these stories and apparently my laugh didn't <laughs> freak you out too much. So if it did, remember. Creep it real and, and don't, don't get, get scared. scared.